Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ugly loss is right. Welcome in. Bears post game on CHGO. Presented to you by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. I would just like to start this post game show by reminding everybody that I a can't. player the Bears signed literally on Friday scored all of their points in this game. <laughs> yeah, congr- all 12. Congratulations to what's-his-face, Money Badger. The uh, Money Badger. The Money Badger. Michael Put Badgley, four for four. Way to go, buddy. I mean, he should have been on the field on that last lateral play just because the only chance of them scoring would have had him somehow involved. That was the dumbest, most amazing <laughs> moment in recent Bears history. God, was that Just absurd. that last play? It was just, I mean, I, I was screaming hits principle, like, left and right. I thought they were, I, for at least for one-tenth of one second, I thought they might score. But well, that I sucks. actually got that a sucks. tiny bit hopeful when the ball somehow ended up back in Justin Fields' hands. But then it looked like he was looking to throw the ball. Yeah, he was faking him a little. He was faking, he was deking him. Oh, he's going to deke him with yeah. the second throw on the Wait, play? Well, we know Justin likes to throw it once he's past the line of scrimmage. So I, I mean, the, he has done it once. The throw, to <laughs> e, the throw to EQ across the field was like top five fields throw of the day. I mean, really? <laughs> I can't even remember five throws of the day. Oh, man. He, he, he got, he was better. He. He reached double-figure completions with 10. He's had the most yards that he's had. 11 for 22 was the final. You got 11 for 22? I got 10 for 21. Did you count the last play? I'm reading straight off of ESPN. So <laughs> Bears taketh a game against the Niners. Bears oh, giveth yeah. there it is. to the Giants without a quarterback in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's what really has to pay you, right? Shout out to Lawrence for having the uh, correct throwback Giants logo today. Yeah, I thought graphic, that was that's way. my favorite part of the whole day that's, right there. That's pretty – I mean. It's nice. Uh, the Giants didn't have a quarterback at the end of the game, <laughs> and you still couldn't the do anything. From the mid, midway through the third quarter on. That's my biggest. That's one of my biggest things. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're going to talk about Justin Fields because every week for the rest of the season, we're going to talk about Justin Fields. For better or worse, I know fans will get upset because it's an emotional topic, but uh, the coaching staff today really let me down. Uh, so they let's didn't... start right there. Blame game. 
Brad yeah, just going me, coaching staff. Yeah, because they didn't adjust to the play-action rollout the entire first half. Then in the second half, now you all of a sudden have an adjustment to it. Brisker gets a sack. The first time they ran it in the second half, they stop him. He throws it away. How come you can't make that simple adjustment while you're in the thick of it in the first half? Why do you have to go to the halftime tunnel to make that adjustment? And then, as you mentioned, no quarterback in the fourth quarter. They knocked Tyrod Taylor out of the game. And Daniel Jones is out there as a decoy. Why even have him on the field, like you mentioned? If you're just going to run Wildcat, you might as well just have Daniel Jones off the field and just do what you're doing. Instead, you have a decoy standing on the side of the field so you don't have to account for that player. Like they were saying, dare him to throw it to Daniel Jones. He's limping around out there. Instead, they're running to the opposite side of the field. It should be obvious at that point what we're, what they're running, and the Bears still had trouble stopping the run in that regard. So the coaching staff, Matt Eberflus, specifically on defense, I wasn't too thrilled with tonight today. So you're taking the whole coaching staff. I'd like to – Flus, Flus. Flus, I love you, Flus. I'm still with you, Flus. I still believe in you, Flus. Even though I'm seeing all the Brian Dable conversation out there and having an offensive coach would have been an interesting move for the Bears, especially considering how the offense looks. But I'm not there. But what I am at, dude, 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 third and two, three minutes to go. Don't, don't punt the football. Don't, don't punt. Let, let's, let's see what the offense does. Let's get creative. Let's go. Let's go fourth yeah. down. Because I just think odds on you – were not stopping them, even though it did turn out that way. But still, you had one chance then to stop them. It worked out. Of course, you can put Valus as your blame game if you'd like to, because that's the easiest one. But or anybody can. But I, I just, I philosophy wise, I did not agree with the choice. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Valus Jones. It, that's not why they lost the game. They're already down eight no, in that moment. Ball, but dude. you got to get some of the blame to the guy. You, you basically weren't used on offense. You've been hurt. You have one job in this game, which was to catch the returns. And he muffed a punt in the preseason, too. So I don't yeah. even remember that. I remember Pettis muffing one. But no, there you could put a blame on Dante yeah, Pettis, too. I'll didn't boom. catch that ball. That, that Dante, Dante, I, I like you, Dante. You got to catch that football, Dante. Yeah. Make a play. That's your, that's your opportunity. And, and 1999 Super Chat. Kyler Gordon made so many mistakes today. What can be done about the way he's playing? Kyler Gordon, you're in the blame game. Yeah, that's a worthy blame game. He got – they went after him again today. He hasn't had a good game yet. He did destroy Tyrod Taylor. I hope he's okay, but that was the biggest moment for Kyler Gordon so far in his career to, you know, take – It was a big Probably could have been a penalty too. Yeah, could have been. Honest. Tyrod's running out of the pocket. But, yeah, it was definitely helmet to helmet. But at least there was some physicality there because outside of that, Kyler Gordon's getting beat like a drum on the outside. Appreciate your support, Shane Williams. Yeah, and, and Jaquan Brisker was definitely part of the blame game when it came to eyes in the backfield, reading your keys, not biting on those play fakes that were killing the Bears early on. This is what happens when you play, play rookies as much as they are. Right. You know, you're going to – I like Brisker. I like Gordon little less certain on Valus Jones, but I do like Valus Jones as a returner, and that's where he killed you today by muffing that punt there at the end. Well, it wasn't even just the drop; it was the, it was the like the three seconds before he even caught the football. I mean, he's so yeah, he, he and then he, he tried to catch it in the side. It just really wasn't handled. Well I mean, that is that, not good technique. First time well, doing when your it, offense but, isn't doing anything, he's thinking about making a play before the ball gets in his hands because yeah. the offense, you know, is, is non-existent. Now we're starting to get the run game bottled up. No 
286 yards of rushing offense today. They're going to start keying in on that more. you got to be able to pass the ball. There was some progress in that regard as far as getting the ball downfield through the air. But as you mentioned, to not go for it on fourth down there at the end, um, punt it away, I just thought was cowardly. I understand Justin Fields has a long way to go, but those are the little moments, just like last week when he chose to take it to the halftime tunnel with 36 seconds left and three timeouts. Like, there's, I understand why you're playing it close to the vest. You're trying to win games. But those are those little moments where, A, you're going to help your quarterback have a moment to come through, and B, it is playing to win the game. Well, it also to hold that, to that conversation. Going back to last week, your whole what you were doing before the end of the first half today was bizarre. You're taking you're taking timeouts. You're you're giving the Giants uh, an extra chance to get a first down. Yeah, he literally did what Lovey Smith did last week I to mean, help the Bears. Like, like, right. That he didn't take advantage of after Lovey Smith helped the Bears, and then he did it this week by calling timeout on third and short. When the Giants seem content to just run out the clock, and you're getting the ball to start the second half, right? And so now you're going to give the ball. You're you're giving the ball to Fields at, at the twenty yard. He ends up getting rolled up on. By the way, right now that's also I don't want to completely judge his non or his timeouts there because of what happened to Fields. But like, you just put the quarterback in harm's way again, and there is no consistency to what right. This because is, uh, last week it was 36, 36 seconds and three timeouts, and you chose to go to the tunnel. This week. 36 seconds and no timeouts, and you want Fields to try to make a play. If you were going to throw another bomb to Darnell Mooney, which that was one of the sweet plays of the game, that 56-yard bomb, I was like, oh, yes, I think we're seeing it. Then that would, okay, great, but they didn't do that. Uh, well, uh, let's let's concentrate here on, uh, first of all, here's a, here's a super chat I should read. The Pettis drop was the moment I knew the game was done. Everything just looks like pulling teeth with this, with this team. It's just so strange. Man, I feel that, dude. Justin finally threw a great ball right there, hitching the hands. You need wide receivers to go make plays for you sometimes, and he just couldn't do it. So it's a good point. Let's let's concentrate on this decision to punt, though, late um, on third and short, or fourth and short, I should say. And so I was trying to talk myself into it a little bit as we were watching the game because I'm like, okay, they don't have a quarterback right now. Like, I sort of understand the logic. You get off a good punt, you pin them deep, they don't have a quarterback, you get three stops, you have three timeouts to use, you're basically getting the ball back, you know, in the same spot with plenty of time still, but now you don't have your timeouts. On the flip side, someone could come right back and argue, okay, if you don't get the fourth down conversion trying to go for it, they don't have a quarterback you still have three timeouts. You can stop them there. You're just losing right. the field position, but at least you're getting another crack at it because you still have possession. So I think ultimately I come down with you guys on that. You got to try you, you got to try to go for it there. You're you're at the 45-yard line. You're at you're at midfield. Also, if you're if you know that you're punting, then the third and two call straight up the middle with zero creativity is Correct. a bad call. Yeah. So you're one step ahead. That's your job as a head coach, right? So what are you doing? If we don't get it, I'm going. So I'm going to hammer it here, and then I'm going to hammer it again. Or That happened twice in this game because that happened in the first half, too, when they were down about to score a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, they must be going. Like, I think I even said before the play, I go, I don't hate if this is a run because they're going to go for it on fourth down. And they, they hand the, the ball off, and then they don't go for it on fourth down. Right. They kick the field goal. Yeah, because additionally to the fourth down decision, it, you need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. There's a little under four minutes left in the game at that point. 
still have all three of your timeouts. Let's say you got down, got the touchdown, and didn't get the two-point conversion. You still need to get the ball back. Now you can still get the ball back and have a chance to win on a field goal. So, you know, you got to, as a head coach now, you know, he's been a coordinator his whole career, but you got to think about, think ahead, four steps ahead in those moments. And I just thought it was cowardly. I understand Justin Fields isn't doing great right now, but put the ball in his hands at the very least. He's going to try to take off and run with it. You saw some. Shout out to the Duke. What's up, Duke 811? You are the man. 99.99 super chat. And that actually looks like American dollars. That's not one of those ones where we get where it's like yeah. 1,000 rubles yeah, or whatever it is. And it's like, oh, that's about 97 cents. My goodness, thank you. This is a great one. Uh, we appreciate the support. He says, uh, love CSGO. Here's some support. Gordon looks like a practice squad player, and coaching is either completely inept or they don't trust fields. There's no other options. Is there going to try and drink away the memory of this game? <laughs> Duke, we feel you, brother. That was it, it, me 24 hours ago with the uh, Wisconsin game. It, but um, it, it was a winnable game today. Absolutely 100% winnable. Thank you, Duke. Uh, Appreciate it. And the Gordon thing, I'm not giving up on Kyler Gordon, just like I'm not giving up on the quarterback. But uh, he's getting beat bad multiple times. Was that the only shot downfield, though, they took the whole game? And I also thought it was a crappy know, man, he, call. He's playing through the hands, which you're allowed to do. To me, that's hand fighting. That, that, come on. That's touchy. I know you guys I, didn't I, agree I, with me. Optics-wise, because he got beat. I know. So then well, he's he kind of raking. 100% he doesn't turn he his beat. head around at any point. So he, I understood why they threw it. But it was. it's not like the most egregious pass interference. He's, he's, it's also, if we're, if we're you know, looking, if we don't want to be, you know, if we don't want to be negative about Kyler, look, Jalen Johnson was supposed to be their number one quarterback. Cornerback. They don't have Jalen. So there's more, there's more on him right now. That's a little unfair to someone four games in his career playing an incredibly tough position as a rookie. So we all need to relax. However, doesn't look great. Right. Because Kendall Vildor, I thought Kendall's played, playing great. Yeah, I I, I like how he battles. No, I mean, he's not he's a he's not a Pro Bowler, <laughs> but he battles. Yeah. And um, with Jalen Johnson, I think they're both elevated to better players. Him and Kyler, but yeah, they're going every game. They're going after Kyler. They're going to test him on third down. At one point, he gave up a a pass. You know, a, a first down. Uh, it was one on one, and and Kyler let him get to the outside. So yeah, they're going to continue to go after him. It's going to be a long learning curve. I mean, how many years did it take for Kyle Kyle Fuller to catch on to be the cornerback that he yeah. became? I mean, at one point he was becoming trade bait in the Absolutely. same way Tevin Jenkins is now, you know, or was, or I don't know. But. Well, that, that's the other thing too. Like, look, Kyler's learning. Kyler yeah. Kyler's getting Kyler's feet are fully in the fire. All that, Fluce, my man, you're playing with house money. This is a rebuilding year. No one's expecting the Bears to win the Super Bowl. Don't be afraid to go for it on third and two, fourth and two. Right, and that's where I just think the rubber's got to meet the road with those kind of decision-making. Last week, holding fields back in certain situations, third and six, they run it against the Texans, and then before halftime. Today, on the fourth down, you punt it. There's these situations where he's coaching to try to win the game, but we all keep saying as fans, hey, this is a rebuilding year. This is a developmental year. Develop these guys. You know, now they fall to two and two. I was definitely frustrated because obviously this is a winnable game. Next week at Minnesota looks a lot tougher if you're looking outward. And now 
you know, it could start, the losses can start stacking up. I was really hoping they could win all of the winnable games they had early on in their schedule because I wanted them to be playing competitive football into November so they can buy into what's going on here. Now, you know, they lose to the Giants. Not a huge surprise, but it, it levels the playing field. They could go under 500 next week. So it gets to a point now for me as a fan where it's like, all right, I get you want to win every game that you coach, but at the same time, you got to develop these guys, specifically Justin Fields, so we know what we have going into the offseason. So I just wonder where he's going to turn the corner with that thought process as the head coach of the future. He's not going anywhere after this year. All right, let's get, let's fly through some super chats here because and we appreciate it. All. There's a lot coming in, and then yeah, we'll thank you everybody. Then we'll talk about Justin Fields um, in our Fields guide. But first, uh, Richie Scott says hopelessness on repeat. Yeah, well, let's Richie, love you, buddy. Thank you for the chat. Let's not go hopelessness. Let's let, we don't need to go all the way to hopelessness. It's not. It's, it's this not. is a familiar feeling that Bears fans have, yeah. and I and it, and I can't tell you how many times I have covered games where it feels like this when the game's over. Hundred like, percent. What did I just watch? It, it's <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Like and and I and, and and this is a long play here. Like I don't think we can overreact to what. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are trying to build here. Remember, this is all about building the foundation right now. Right. I, I would hope at some point they'll be more aggressive, but some of these decisions, it's like, come on. All right, the shy four ninety nine super chat. So tired of scoring ten points a game. This is Matt Nagy all over again. Yeah. Oh, don't say that name. Don't say that name. Don't say that <laughs> name. Don't say that name. We don't need to add on. Yeah. And Tannehill let basically saying the same thing. It's like all our, all our guys in, in, with the Bulls uh, gear and their avatars. Uh, he said, "What's up, fellas? The play calling was Nagy esque, very confusing and self hindering." Yeah. Ugh. They and the run game wasn't working like it was last week. So kind of and and you know, there's Fields had some nice moments, and we're going to talk they, about it. But he also missed some too. The, the graphic that they put up in the first half, which uh, was just. It was just to see it staring back at you was alarming. 20 plays inside the red zone. The Bears have run it 19 times and thrown it once. That can't be true. Take that graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Please take that graphic off the screen. You that that is that is not the balance that we are looking for. This, these are not the droids you're looking for. That is not the balance we are looking for. Come on, man. Let's let's get where's the ten ten split there, Luke Etsy. Well, I okay, my I'm not defending it. I'm just adding a little bit of context. A lot of those red zone plays have been inside the five yard line where you're gonna run a little bit more than pass. Okay, but great, can we get still thirteen seven? Yeah, <laughs> it just shows you that they are scared to death of Justin Fields throwing the ball sometimes in certain situations. By the way, um, yeah, I'm just gonna say it. I'm bragging. Both the uh, – I looked this up when you said the run game wasn't working, but my prop bet did hit. Khalil Herbert and Saquon did go over there. Congratulations. They're totally I'm glad the wallet, wallet hopefully is swelling. Dude, hopefully played it. Too bad I actually didn't play it. Okay. <laughs> well, at least you predicted it. What do we got here? $5 super chat from Chris Gura. I'm losing a lot of faith in Getze. I'm hating the screen passes on third and long and the shotgun – Halfback dive on third and short. Well, the other the, other than the throw to Mooney, the Bears' third down playbook was basically run the ball, screen, or have Justin Fields run around. 
Well, at one point they were five for nine. I don't know how they finished the game. I mean, but a lot I, of those were just fields running. The tight end slip screen in the first half worked, but then in the second half they tried to do the tight end slip screen in the red zone, and it got blown up. Yeah, that didn't work. You know, not really giving Justin an opportunity to throw into the end zone. So uh, then they had the other screen for a first down on third and twenty to Khalil Herbert. How the Giants didn't know that was coming, I'll never know. I mean, you can't blame the coach for calling a screen on third and really long. Bears but, were Bears were zero for three in the red zone. Uh, five for fifteen on third down, so they ended over. They six were five for nine yeah. at one point, so they finished the game five for, for fifteen. Wow! So zero for six at the end. Um, <laughs> next super chat. Bulls are back on Tuesday. Thank God. Make sure you tune in to the CHGO Bull Show. By the way, for that CHGO Bulls is amazing. Love Big Dave, Matt, Will. They do a great job and. Bears, two and two. Let's not just done. let's not completely punt on the football team. All right, one more super chat, then we'll jump into our fields guy. This is a ten dollar one from Chubbs. What's up, Chubbs? Guy. Zero creativity. Our quarterback can't throw an out route, and he won't throw to wide open guys. He can't climb the pocket. He's mostly not accurate. All right. I mean, it's hard uh, to argue. I mean, like I said, when we do our fields guide, we're going to talk about it. But you know, he had some nice moments thrown deep to Mooney. Uh, the first throw to Mooney to start the game was a nice rip, but then he has other times where, you know, he's ball placement is an issue. Vision, when he steps up in the pocket and he runs for that first down, Mooney's open in the seam, you know, differentiating opinions on whether or not, you know, he should have thrown that or not. But like I said, we're going to talk about it. So, so Some things that I like today with him, in, uh, yes, I'd like to see him get the ball out more. However, in the pocket, at least at different times this season, many times this season, he's tripping off someone else's feet. He's running into the lone defender that's there. You're a guy that's supposed to get away from one dude, and today he was better getting out of there. It wasn't perfect, but he was much better, and he ended up, what did he run for today? Hey, why don't you just wait to do it in the fields guide there? Uh, uh, good, I know. Good point. <laughs> like 52 it's yards. Hard. It's hard. Uh, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I got plenty, plenty left for What do you say? Let's hit it. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And it is time now for our Fields Guide presented by Green Ridge Farm. Justin Fields officially in this game goes 11 for 22, 174 yards, which isn't over, by the way. Uh, his all-time low over-under, which was like 140-something. Did not throw a touchdown, did not throw an interception, Passer rating came out to 76.7 in this game. He did run a bunch, seven rushes for 52 yards. And this is a very unofficial stat for me, but I thought he was going to be out for the year five times. <laughs> he, he, he took some hits that were super uncomfortable. The one where his ankle bent back, or I, please don't have your knee fall off right now. I mean, hit after hit after hit. I was worried at halftime with the offensive line, Cody Whitehair going out. I'm like, is Justin Fields going to be able to finish this game? To his credit, he did. Wasn't pretty. Certainly would have helped if he got a little bit more help. Um, You know, the Dante Pettis drop, that play has to be made. Darnell Mooney, that catch that came back. I'm not putting that on Mooney. That ball needs to be better. But still, every once in a while, you need your receiver to help you out a little bit. You'd hope that ball didn't hit the ground. I just I made this comment a few times during the games. Like sometimes Fields just throws a heavy ball, and that means the ball, like the nose of the ball, dives down, and that causes the ball to sink. And 
there's too many low throws like that. Yep. And so he needs to be better. There was the play on uh, that was going around social media a bunch in this game where he scrambles and actually picks up the first down on a third 10, but 17 guys are open. Well, Darnell Mooney came open because the, I'm assuming it was a safety, maybe a linebacker comes down when field starts to run. I don't have a huge problem with him not throwing that ball or not seeing that, but as time goes on, and he did pick up the first down with his legs, we have to point that out, but as time goes on, as he goes through these situations where he climbs a pocket and realizes if he scrambles, then yes, someone's going to run down on you, throw it over their head. That could have been a touchdown for Darnell to Darnell Mooney if he had seen that develop the way it did. Right. It's it, it's gotten to a point now where there is no cohesion on what he's going to do when he rolls out of the pocket like that or you know steps up to run. They're starting to block for him because they think they're just taking it off. You saw it on the one time where he rolls out and he tries to check it down to the tight end, keeping his eyes downfield. The tight end, while he's not a pass-catching tight end, wasn't even really ready for it because he's just assuming Fields is going to take off and run with it. So, you know, there's just no cohesion whatsoever when it comes to that. The, and, the, by the way, that was uh, Trevon Wesco, uh, which is a good candidate for our favorite game. or not a bear? Bear or not a bear. <laughs> Wesco was – 88 was popping – there was one uh, one of the early drives. I think they ended up getting the field goal to make it seven six. It was set, it was second and twelve in the red zone. Run, run, and then they go and and kick a twenty uh, two yard field goal. Um, that's not what we're looking to do. Like, there's got to be. They got to be more aggressive. Like. You're, 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 you've got to be, you have to be able to trust that your quarterback is not going to throw a pick in the red zone. If you don't trust that, then you might as well not play him ever. Like, <laughs> like the, 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 you got, there's, you've put in all this time, you've done, you've spent countless hours with him. You got to, you got to believe in him and, and show that you believe in him. Yeah. I mean, at one point he, has a little rollout thing where he's going to dump it down to Tristan Ebner and he sails it over his head. Okay. The short throw to Darnell Mooney. But then you also have the drop by Dante Pettis. The offensive line pretty much had him running for his life. I mean, Cody Whitehair goes out with an injury, and that's where we fall into this chicken-or-the-egg vortex that we've always been in with every quarterback we've ever had here in this city. And that's why it's going to be so hard to make a real – true evaluation on whether or not Justin Fields is the guy heading into next year if this is how every game is going to look and you're going to have some say give them weapons get them offensive linemen which they're not wrong and then you'll have others say that Justin Fields needs to be better because of this this and this and they also won't be wrong it, so it, it's it's hard and, and for all the people that wanted to be critical of anybody that said hey they didn't get Justin Fields weapons you can't cry about it now when the weapons aren't making plays for him. The the one That's a fair point. It is. Well, what did I? I don't know if you put. I'm not. I don't mean to steal Carm's notes here. But yeah. Did you write down what I said when that drop happened? I'm not sure. I, if I like, did. I got to go back. Came back. Calf would have caught that ball. You, 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 and then you, I and then uh, I. I did brought it down, down even farther, just to a more realistic. That Julio Jones would have caught that ball. Yeah. There. Look. He needs some help. He, he does. He, he does. He does. He needs help up front. He needs help in anybody who can catch the football and or get open. He. This is true. He needs all of that. 
He also needs to not weirdly drop the football when he's going to throw a pass and have it be turned into a fumble, which I couldn't believe was a fumble because his arm was moving forward, and I get that that's just a fluke play, but that was really awkward when they were driving uh, down by one at that point. It was a lot of loafs are going to be handled out on that. That play. was the Cody Whitehair loaf. Oh, that's the biggest loaf of the game. The ball's laying right off. there in 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 a you know an offensive lineman might defend them. Oh, they got their backs to the play. They just see a ball that came forward. How do they know it's a fumble? It's like they practice this ball on the ground. No matter you're on offense, defense, or special teams, ball sitting on ground, pick up ball. They've been yeah. good about it all year, and then to yeah. in that situation to not when you when you know it's a 50-50 of whether or not it's a fumble or an incomplete pass, I mean you have to go after that one it, for sure. It was it was really I, I I'm not excusing Whitehair or or anybody else for that matter, but it was really odd. Like I think they all thought that he had thrown the football, but I guess you're not paid to think. I don't know. Well, you are paid you're, to think. That's a, that, I don't know. He, it, you're coached to pick just up the ball. pick up every ball, and then yeah. you don't have to worry about leaving anything to chance. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, that's no, the it, hits it's, philosophy. it's the foundation of the hits philosophy. It is. It is. All right. Um, hey, this football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime. During the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on points bet. Download the points bet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Shout out to our friends at Game Time Tickets as well. Uh, if you want to go see the Bears or the Commanders at Soldier Field, great way to do it is through the Game Time app. Download it. Hottest new ticketing site makes it easier than ever. The best deal sports, concerts, events right here. You want to sit at the 50 yard line, you want to sit up top, you want to get in for a better deal than anywhere else, use that Game Time app. And to support CHGO because you love us and we love you. Buy your tickets to the link in the description. 15 million people have downloaded the Game Time app. Damn it. Uh, you can be the 15 millionth and uh, 38th to do it. So get on in. Game Time app. I love it. I live it. I check it five times a day. I love checking ticket prices. Game Time. Can we get a shot of... Uh, Malort? We, can, can, can I have your notebook? What do you want? Your, can can what, we... Yeah, what, we, we got to... Um, this, this, <laughs> this was from first grade. I know. It's no, it isn't. It, we got the third grade. We got the, no. It isn't the third grade notebook. It's the mad scientist for Greg Braggs is falling apart. Yeah. Oh, the wide. I was frustrated. Notebook. Page by page, brick by brick in the morning. Brick by brick, page by page, page, by page on page. Sundays. I charted every single play. The dude was charting plays. Every uh, single you charting play. plays. Every single play. I, I mean, lost my notes on every place. play. Okay. I'm doing it for the people. Carm is amazing. I can't. I thank you for. Yeah, that's a nice note. And the I see a lot of stuffed, started. stuffed, stuffed on there. Yeah. <laughs> Run stuffed. All right, let's get to our overreactions for this game. Okay, okay, okay. You're good at leading the overreaction segment. Mm. All right. Well, I got one. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> I, yeah. Al Qadi Muhammad needs to be benched. 
What's he doing? I don't know. I'm not I sure. Mean, what's he doing? Not keeping contained, not getting sacks. In general, like, they're, they're, I don't know. They're just. Tony Booth agrees. Thank yeah. you for the super chat, Tony. Oh, there he is. Tony Booth. Al should be on the bench. How do we not contain Jones? Give Travis Gibson more reps. Give him a chance. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll look at the film a little bit closer, but that's my overreaction for the game. All right. I, I'm going to go with the Bears have blown it with, uh, I think, I, I'll say this. Ryan Poles got it wrong with Bayless. Uh, he, I don't see, I hope I'm 100% wrong, but I don't, I don't see elite playmaker anywhere. He doesn't look super, you know, I, I I'm just he doesn't look comfortable catching the football. How do you know? He, he hasn't played off it. Play a snap today? Because what 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 I saw in <laughs> min, literally in he does first of all he didn't catch a punt, so that is a football and that is catching. Second of all, I, I don't so those do go together. Second of all, I watched him in mini camp and and he didn't look comfortable there. Third of all, when I'm when I also am watching him, do do you see a guy that just I don't see enormous off the screen speed coming at me. No, he looks like Cordero Patterson. So yeah, that's well, I, well I, Patterson's I, fast and strong, like, but I'm not. I'm yeah, he not, ran I, over a guy. I, at one I'm let. I'm, I'm. Yeah, okay, I'm not. But I'm not. I'm looking, a Bayless guy, I'm not, so I'm a pushback. I, I, I don't. Well, well here's it. Pushback. That's fine. I, I'm from what I've seen so far. I am. I am nonplussed. Okay, Austin. That, that is an overreaction by yep, definition. That's <laughs> the definition of an overreaction. This is not supposed to be rational. Good job in the segment. Yep. Austin Cole says, "Drop pun aside, why no Bayless on offense?" Offense. I I just think it's probably a, a matter of lack of practice. Like Friday was his first full practice in like over a month, and well, if you can't trust him, it ain't because they have too many weapons that he can't get on the field. I'm with you. I'm with you. I was a little surprised they didn't work in like three plays for the guy or something, like an end around or something. But um, look, this pick hasn't paid off. It's still early. Been week, it's week it's four. First time on the field. But the guy it's, spent more time hurt than he spent healthy, which is a concern. He's 67 years old, which is concern. No, I'm just kidding. That was just. I, and also, it kind of sucks. I, I hope I'm dead wrong. I really like Bayless. Every time I've been around him, the guy is extremely personable. I enjoy him. Uh, however, I don't know. Nobody had, the, nobody had him getting picked in the third round. Justin wanted him, and that's why they picked him. That's what they said, Justin. Okay, I didn't know. The they said Justin, they had Justin watch film of he Bayless. Said he, liked, he said he liked what he saw. Yeah, I don't okay. think that Justin's in there knocking down doors saying, <laughs> Trav Bayless. I don't, that, I don't think that happened. Right. Uh, so my overreaction is ball. either, <laughs> my overreaction oh. is either cut Lucas Patrick or trade Tevin Jenkins. I'm done with the carousel. Tevin Jenkins, in my opinion, should play. But if you're not going to play him, then trade him because I'm sick of thinking about him. Lucas Patrick got blown up more than a few times today. No offensive line expert, but play your most talented players. Uh, you know, Tevin Jenkins, well, maybe his to... Wednesday practices aren't as good. And, yes, I want this team to hold the players accountable. But, you know, at the same time, we need guys to protect your franchise quarterback and Lucas Patrick getting blown up isn't getting the job done or put him at center. I don't know what's going on, but I don't like any of it. Well, the problem is Cody Whitehair is hurt now, so you might have to keep playing him. Or I don't know, uh, you know, 
Might have to get Alex Leatherwood involved. The guy they claimed. Strap on the leather. Let's spent go. Some <laughs> yeah, that was aggressive. Um, the guy they claimed off waivers from the Raiders. It, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I, uh, the update on Cody Whitehair, by the way, uh, he wasn't able to finish this game with a knee injury. And um, his manager on Twitter said there's an MRI that's going to be performed wow. tomorrow. Um, I saw Brad Biggs report from the stadium that he has a knee brace on. Which knee was it? It was his uh, right leg. He's got a brace on his right leg. Not good. Got a cart ride to the buses to go home. To cart ride to the buses. The overreaction from the chat is from Furious D thirty six. He says, "Bench Kyler Gordon." That's a good overreaction. I don't like that. I think the guy's got to work it. Look, when you're going to play rookies. Or that is an overreaction. They got to work it out on the field. It hasn't been great, but I do think he has a lot on his on his plate. Yes, Michael Schofield would be an option at guard, too. Well, and you, it will help a lot, you would think, when they get Jalen Johnson back. But that's I don't anticipate that will be this week. It's going to be a little while longer from – what it seems like the way they were the reporting on Jalen, so that will take a little bit of pressure off of Gordon. I know, but it, the other thing with the timeline in terms of one thing. I, okay, one thing I didn't understand with Jalen Johnson last week he was questionable. This week they just ruled him out on Friday. Okay, so that was weird. Also, if it's something significant, they should have put him on IR. Right, like two weeks ago when it happened. So now, so you think he would return sometime in the next two games? Otherwise, he should have been put on IR. They might. Yes, timeline wise, that's one hundred percent right. But I don't know. It did not. He he, he he's he goes on the radio, uh, you know, with Parkinson Spiegel, and he he does not sound like he's ready. Yeah, at all. So at least that's how that's what I was hearing. Maybe maybe he'll miraculously be back. Maybe he's phone rolling that calf to death and he'll be back out there next week. It would be nice to see him against the Vikings. Well, they could use him. Somebody's got to cover Justin Jefferson. JJ Watt had oh a calf injury that was yeah. apparently really a heart attack. If you missed that on the pregame show, JJ Watt Did, is he playing? By the way, the Cardinals are playing right now. He said he was going to play. He said yeah. he went to AFib. Wednesday got shocked on Thursdays playing football Sunday. Bears fans had an AFib today at different moments. Crazy. Um, all right. Did you do an overreaction? I forget. Yeah, you did. I lied. the Tevin Jenkins. Oh, yeah, though. I'm sorry. Because yeah. I'm just sick of it. What's yeah. yours, Adam Hogue? Uh, El Quadi Muhammad. Oh, yeah, right. I yeah, was going to say Eberflus. We all forgot ours. Yeah. I was going to say Eberflus <laughs> needs to. <laughs> I was going to say Eberflus needs to grow a pair, but I already said that to start the show, so I figured I'd switch it up. Okay. That's not an overreaction, though. That's just just the truth. I think they got to be more aggressive at some point. Uh, you you would think so. All right. Do um, we got Daniel Trump in here? $20 super Yeah, I would like to get this in if you don't yeah, let's, yeah, let's jump it in. Uh, $20 from Daniel, 11 for 2,276 yards. Some rushes and improvement for Justin Fields. Let's admit there are some positives even during a loss. It, it, I agree with you, Daniel Trump. It, it, as far as Fields goes, if we're looking at the global this year picture, it was his best game. We said it at halftime. We did a little halftime video and put it on social media. I said progress, and people were laughing at it. Some were. You're saying progress. 
I can agree if you're basing it off the last two games. Hogue's but got no it's progress. The bottom. His face. It's still. We're still. T- our expectations are as low as they That's possibly can be because about. we only had, I think, like 17 passing yards in the second half of this game. So while I said progress at halftime, there was it was uh, two steps backward in the second half. So, you know, it, it there was sad. slight improvement, but our expectation level is unbelievably low at this point it's it's it is sad he 50 percent completion rate 176 yards and we're like here he comes justin fields you know what i mean like well he had the lowest expected ever uh over under in passer rating nfl history at 145 and he beat it by 31 damn ass yards Uh, counterpoint from aaron bushnell justin Fields' stats so far yards is last Touchdowns is tied for 27th. Interceptions tied for 26th. QBR 31st. Yeah. Ouch. Right. He's he right right now at this particular moment he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL and it cannot be argued. Can he get can he get a zillion times better? Let's hope so. But that's where he's at right now. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't have much to say. The one okay, the one little sign of progress I thought early on in the game is pocket presence was much better. Yes. Yep. I thought he hung in there. I thought he delivered a throw. I thought another one he bailed not too early. He stayed in the pocket until he absolutely had to. Then yep. he got out, made play with his legs. That was positive. Couple first downs. He he tough running where they couldn't get him down. Yeah. Zing to Mooney to start the game. Bomb to Mooney was cool to see. I, again, I thought he. What you're saying, the pocket was better. Are we? We, we all we're saying the same thing over and over again. Doesn't have enough help. Needs it up front. Needs it with playmakers. But I mean, let's well, just name what it is. He's got a, a a mountain to climb. The one preseason take of mine that I'm starting to uh, regret. I was never denying that they didn't have enough playmakers that's obvious but I did think that as a whole the wide receivers could come together and actually be more productive than last year's wide receiver group because I thought they would be able to be schemed open now here's the problem it's kind of all of the above you have plays where the wide receivers are open and the quarterback's not getting in the ball then you have plays where they're open they do get in the ball and then they drop it right you know and then you just have an offense that's more intent on running, really not trying to get the ball downfield all that much anyway. So, I don't think that preseason prediction is going to come true. But, and, and I'm not. And I'm saying it's not. And I'm starting to sit here like, you may think that Justin Fields needs to just develop without spending too much money on a wide receiver. You might get him killed, though, in the process. Like, don't you think he well, could? Because that's the other big critique as you mentioned throughout the game, he does not know how to slide properly. Oh, that's, that's driving that, me crazy. That's he's gonna get he's gonna get killed, but part of it might be his own undoing because of how he's sliding when he is getting a first down or getting outside of the pocket. He's gotta get he's gotta get that under control. Down. But I also th- I, let's like be in the realistic world. They have. $100-plus million to spend in the offseason. They are going to get him some help. So how do you go through this season, build his confidence up, win as many games as possible with, with what you have? What the they're best- failing to do is that first part, is build his confidence up. Yeah. You well, said that they're failing it? Yeah, what? I said they're failing to do yeah. that right now because they're – I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to build confidence. Do you think he does? he leaves today with – 
Maybe yeah. he's feeling a little bit better, but I mean, I would ask you, we'll Stadium. Go, That's a we'll go to the them. super chat with Sam Fell because this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted to talk about when when we're talking about you know you're saying the hundred million and it says you know uh, can't allow this staff to draft a QB if they can't develop fields. How can you trust them to know? what they're doing with development. And that's the thing that they didn't get them weapons. How to really evaluate him this year is going to be really hard. Now that we're finally into the realization, he doesn't have enough weapons. The offensive line is extremely thin and young. It's it's let's look like I'd love to be a fly on the wall with Ryan Poles because does is he, is he does he have the intention to give Justin Fields the weapons next year to give him the fair shake, you know, or or as Sam Fell, can we even allow it if we can't trust that they're going to develop him properly? Well, well, look at look at the Packers for a second. Everybody freaked out about Devontae, right, who's scuffling with the, the Raiders who haven't won a football game. But all of a sudden, Aaron's got great chemistry, or at least it's building with Romeo Dobbs, who's a late-round pick. They're, they're connecting left and right. So – Correct, Justin Fields isn't Aaron Rodgers, but like he, he should, we should see at some point this year some bond built with someone, whether it's yeah. Cole Komet or Dante Pettis or Darnell Mooney that we see more more frequently. Like we saw it with last year with Mooney, they they you know he had a thousand yards. So yes, Allen Robinson's in here, and so there's more attention on him and all that type of stuff. But there, there should something should develop somewhere with someone. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if the, if the numbers on the stat sheet aren't going to be there week to week, what are they identifying as the correct progress to say, we aren't drafting a quarterback in the first round. We are going to draft a wide receiver and offensive lineman to help this quarterback. Is it the footwork? Is it the pocket presence? Is it, you know, because at the stats, I don't know if they're ever going to be there this year. Yeah. They're, I mean, I'm okay with them drafting a quarterback next year. I, I'm not – I would be stunned. We're way ahead of ourselves right now. But, the, hey, back to the overreaction like I'd be. I would be stunned if they, they were – But beat. it's more so of a conversation like how are they even, dev, like, evaluating him right now when, you know, when they're his, struggling to really give him a chance right now. He's right, so like last week he said, I didn't throw the hitch route when I took off and ran for it because my feet weren't set to the wide receiver, and that's what they're teaching him. So is that a positive check when they're in the film room? Like, you did the right thing there. Your feet weren't set. You didn't just sidearm fling it to the hitch. You took off and ran. That's the right. Or are they saying, you know what I mean? Like, I think it was a step in the right, right direction in that case this week. But that's always easier for me to evaluate on Mondays and Tuesdays, I feel like, after I've been able to watch it a little bit more. Um, regardless, I think we can all agree on one thing. The offense sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, but, like sucks. it's just it's, it's it's so painful to watch. It, you, Michael Badgley, the the money the money badger. badger, the money badger, the money badger had all your points. That's embarrassing. It ain't great. Come on, I was. I, I mean, we're we're we're, we're <laughs> trying to like come up with every you know. Is it this? Is it that? Is it th- it's it? It all sucks. Right? Or as John Fox would say, it's all a problem. <laughs> like, like, you can't have your kicker you signed on Friday be the only guy who scores a point for you. Well, it took four weeks into the season, but I just think we're fine. Like, for me personally as a fan who's, like, thinking about how we can steal some wins early on 
and like you know find our way into late October, early November with a winning record or a really good record to like play competitive football in November. This is that <sighs> realization moment that that's not going to happen. They're probably going to lose next week to the Vikings, and it's gonna start. You know the the losses will start adding up, especially when you consider the second half of the f- season. So, it, I I said all off season, keep your expectations low and keep your eye on development. And first few weeks were fun. We were two and one. Now we're back at five hundred, and now I'm I'm taking my mindset right back to where I was all off season, and just gonna keep an open mind to the development of these young players. Thank you, Richie Scott, for the $10 Super Chat. No sugar coating. We've seen this before. Yes, we have, Richie. You are and correct. And then he adds $2 to finish it off. He says, by the way, love you guys. Just sick of this over and over. Hang That's in what there. I, I'm saying, man. It, it's just always the same thing over and over again. And I get this year. This year we're all – it's going to be tough on Sundays as we do these post-game shows. But we do have to kind of keep a step back and be like – and remind ourselves, okay, it's all about the foundation right now. Right. Trying to set the expectations for the players they ultimately keep around. This is how we're going to play football. And then bring in the better players next year, I think. is kind of what the game plan is. But That's, and is, Bears fans have it. a tough time swallowing that. I it, know. Because you want to evaluate how the coach is doing, how the players are doing. But at the same point, it's almost – I don't want to say it's a free pass for the whole year, but when – the b- barrel is so dry. How do you but that's why overreact I think we gotta, to anything that's, that's going that's on? That's why we got to hold them to it, though, like on, in certain moments of games. Like, I don't care if you're rebuilding or not rebuilding. By the way, please hit the like button right now. Do it right now. Right now. Right now. Hit the like button right now. Subscribe. 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 Yeah, if you, we always got newcomers here during post games. Hit that subscribe button. We're here every week. We're here actually every day during the week, too. We never leave this seat. In, in spirit. That's why I have hip <laughs> problems, because they sit like this 24-7. Um, but when they have moments like not going for it on that fourth and two, rebuilding or not rebuilding, that's a stupid decision. You got to go for it. So I, I think that those are kind of – there are still going to be moments that, of, that transcend whatever free pass that they should get this year because it's their first year of basically a rebuilding situation – like, I don't care. You're in the game. It's eight points. Go for it. Well, if we dissect the fluce, I don't think he's going to fall anywhere close to the most uh, uh, risk-taking NFL head coaches now or anywhere in the future. Matt Eberflus, the reason why we like him, or most Bears fans like him, or and I know that after – Every game, it's going to be a referendum on the quarterback and the coaching staff, apparently, at this point. But it's because he's solid. He, he's, he's, got the, he's got his hits philosophy. The Bears are going to give maximum effort. They're going, there's not going to be a whole lot of confusion. There's going to be accountability. He's going to pay attention. He's a, the, the guy is he's safe. He, he's safe, exactly. He's not – this is not Brandon Staley. Or the, the guy in Miami. The, yeah, he, Sure, you can name a, a or the guy in Minnesota. Uh, you know we're not we're not we're not dealing with um, Kevin Connolly. We're not. Thank you. We're not no, dealing. He's, he's from Entourage. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. Thank Second you. Second Entourage reference today. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, uh, is it? Yeah, sure. The Flues is oh, safe. Come on. It's safe and solid. Yeah. So, 
hopefully that will pay off for the Bears. But that's just that's that's it just and you know T Kane says it. Why did it, and we brought it up to start the show? Why did it take him so long Mike to McDaniels stop the right. stop the boots, the play action boots? You're right. And that's my thing is as you mentioned, yeah, Eberflus. We're not. It's not an indictment on your career or you know the next four years for you as a head coach here. But you're a defensive head coach. You know you have this great resume coming from Indianapolis. And and the broadcast kept calling it out. They're they're not adjusting to the play action boot. You're leaving Jaquan Brisker hanging out to dry. He doesn't. He's a rookie. You got to come to the sideline and give them the Fix adjustment it. in the first half. You go to the halftime tunnel and make the adjustment. So what was it that was the eureka moment at halftime that you couldn't make at the end of the first quarter? And by the way, the adjustment wasn't that complicated. It's literally what teams are doing to your quarterback. <laughs> yes. They started Bingo. doing it in the first half of the first game. It, it took too long. Contain the edge. Oh, it, like literally one time after they did it, it should have been addressed. It's, it, hey, look, look, look at what they're going to do here. They're going to they're going to boot Daniel Jones out. He you, 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 you have to stay home. Done and done. You don't stay home. You're not going to be on the field. Thank you. Nine. Brisker, whoever, period. And, and I feel like we should be obligated to bring this up like every 10 minutes. But uh, once again, the Giants didn't have a quarterback at the end of the game. And you still and, and lost to And them. we keep bringing up Eberflus. But, yeah, Alan Williams holds a lot of responsibility to this, too. Yeah. I don't bring him as up as much because Eberflus is the defensive head coach. But it is on his watch, too. Um, I will say, though, the adjustments were eventually made. They did make them. Still haven't to, given up a touchdown to in the second half of any game this year. That's right. They have not. Yes, that is four true. Four field goals. The Bears have not given up a touchdown in the second half of any of their four games, which is impressive. And you should have an offense that should be able to take advantage of that. And shout out to Eddie Jackson, who played another solid game. Had a great pick, albeit uh, wasn't great field position. The Bears went three and out, but Eddie played another solid game. Yeah, I'm pretty game. sure didn't Eddie have a nice open field tackle on Saquon, too? To start the, in the first yeah, half? Yeah, and it's, I mean, perfect form tackles, too. Eddie's having a great, great year. And great year. It's, it's, it's really nice to see. Like I said on the After Dark show, it's not even, everybody keeps saying Bojack is back. I think it's an evolution of Bojack because it's not just that he's back. He's playing like a leader, you know, and that's something we hadn't seen from him yet because he was a young player the last time he was, you know, lighting the league up with all the pick sixes. So I like what. Eddie Jackson has been doing, you know, in the leadership role with this young secondary. Uh, all right. We got our notes to get through, and we'll also hear from Nicholas Moriano from MetLife Stadium here coming up. First, I want to tell you that Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, telling you if you're a golfer you need this goes right in your bag can hold up to seven beers right there it's a sleeve it's cold keeps the beers cold for an entire round uh it's it's the best so check it out it is the beer sleeve from pins and aces pins and aces Dot com is the website use code chgo and you will get 15 percent off your first order and free shipping that's pins and aces Dot com use code CHGO. Get all your apparel from FOCO, F O C O, hoodies, signs, bobbleheads, slippers, anything to make you look super solid, 
sports merch collectibles. FOCO has you covered. Perfect gift. Go to FOCO, F-O-C-O, football fan, and elsewhere as well. Uh, the hoodies, by the way, are super sweet. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO and you get yourself 10% off on non-presale items. All right. Um, while we're waiting for Nick, I will uh, go through some of my notes that I still have here that we haven't covered. Okay. Um, first thing is, I think a play we're kind of forgetting that was enormous in this game that the defense has to take some responsibility for, but that missed tackle by Nicholas Moreau in the back, way in the backfield on third down on Saquon Barkley. Couldn't wrap him up. It's a killer. Saquon's a good player, but you got to make that play. He gets out, converts the first down. They score their second touchdown of the game on that drive. Uh, that turned out to be an absolute killer. Um, can we give uh, Michael Badgley the the money back? He's a good-looking gentleman. <laughs> Great-looking kicker. Absolutely. I mean, the hair flow. No, give should, me a head should, with should, hair. Should, should, I mean, He's should, wearing Mitch Trubisky's number. Should have his own reality show. On the day Mitch got benched, he wore Mitch's number. That yeah, just got benched. Kenny Pickett threw an interception on his first pass. Very first pick. As I dropped the dad joke, oh, oh, he's gonna pick it. They're gonna pick it. Yeah. All right. By the way, who won that game? Uh, Pittsburgh lost twenty-four twenty. Wow. To the Jets. Zach Wilson getting the win in his first game back. Bears got to play the Jets. When's the next time Trubisky gets a start in the NFL? Maybe never. Oh, well, that's yeah. rude. Well, hey, Chase, it is, Dan- Chase Daniels made a hell of a career as a I, backup. I got I got nothing against Mitch. It's not his fault that Ryan Pace Mitch, did what he did. Mitch is still capable of being a backup around the league. For a you while. know, he I maybe he'll exactly He's somebody that you would trust to come in the game if you had to. Um, shout out to Say It Rita's Mike Kafka. You know, there was some talk about Brian Dable. Obviously, the Bears were interested. Could have hired him as the head coach. I think the downside there was like, oh, do you want another offensive coach who's just going to come in and call the plays and not really be a CEO? Well, credit to Brian Dable because Brian Dable went and got Mike Kafka, who has been sitting there in Kansas City for a couple of years now. Um, granted, he was under contract, and they, Andy Reid doesn't let his coaches go when they're under contract. So his contract was up. Brian Dable strikes, gets Mike Kafka, who played at St. Rita, played at Northwestern, um, and says, okay, we hired you. You're going to call the plays. And I thought Kafka called a hell of a game today. Um, I had a chance to uh, see Kafka up close when he was a GA at Northwestern before he went to the Kansas City Chiefs, working on the sideline with Clayton Thorson during games when he was at Northwestern, and um, it was impressive. I had a feeling he, he was going to become a, a good coach. So let's be honest. He owned Allen Williams for – about two and a half quarters in this game. He did. Maybe three. And then how impressive was it? They don't have a quarterback, and it was like seamless how they just snapped to, okay, Wildcat, pick up yards. Right. I think the only reason why Dan, Daniel Jones was still in the game at that point, by the way, was to call the plays. Maybe, maybe that that was a little bit weird because you're gonna your quarterback is move. out there and you can't move. Yeah. That was bizarre. But I'll tell you, Saquon looked awful comfortable back there and he's you know Matt Breida's getting a couple of carries out of it Bears are a little confused it was it wasn't great that's what I'm saying it's like Eberflus grow some balls like take it okay after the first play there's confusion Daniel Jones is on the outside you feel like you have to cover him 
But now on the second play, you've gotten your bearings. You see that he's limping. You see he has no threat of being a pass catcher. Pull your defender off of him and put another man in the box and stop the run so you can try to win this game. He didn't. They didn't adjust, and the Giants kept running oh, the opposite direction of where Daniel Jones was, and the Bears just kind of were holding on for dear life. I was disappointed in that. Uh, all right, a few other things. Up until the awful month, muff punt at the end of the game by Bayless Jones. Bears special teams had a heck, heck of a game. I mean, they scored all the points. Josh Blackwell had the forced fumble and forced, reco- uh, forced fumble recovery. I should just say fumble recovery there to uh, earlier in the game. That was a big play that the uh, Bears, of course, could only muster a field goal on. Um, but they were playing well up until that point. Bayless had two nice returns. Yep. One where he got to about the 40, and then another one where he ran a dude over. And then it just, unfortunately, bad finish. Yeah, so and that was a killer you just can't have at the end. Uh, shout out to Kendall Vildor. He's been playing solid. I don't want to give him too much credit. It's not like he's, you know, getting his hands on passes constantly, making interceptions or anything like that. But he's been improved. He has gotten better. Um, he's not somebody that teams are, other with the exception of like early in the game last week, teams really aren't targeting him a ton. And when they do, he's been making some plays. Good tackling, too. So and That's why, you know, people were giving me some crap because I – went on a limb and said what I keep saying here. And I've been saying it for a couple of years now. He just reminds me of Tim Jennings. Yes, Tim Jennings got more hands on the ball, more interceptions. By the time he came to the Bears, he was already played four years in the league. This is Vildor's second year in the league. So I like the trajectory that Kendall is playing at right now. You get Jalen Johnson back out there. You've got Kyler Gordon. I like those three. And then Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker and the – as the uh, safety's behind them, I like that. You know, it's something to build off of. I, I, got, a, I got a lot of respect for the way Vildor battles. He was an easy target, low-hanging fruit for Bears fans last year to go after with a depleted secondary. Um, and then the last couple things. Let's see here. Oh, the um, – Oh, Roquan Smith missing the tackle on Tyrod Taylor, too. That's in the car notes. Yeah, you got to make that tackle, buddy, if you want the money. Um, granted, great game last week, but that's a play you got to make. And then uh, down too. I, I just saw Herb, our guy Herb Lawrence, retweet this, and I was wondering on it, and I should have checked it myself because I do follow this account. There is an account called the Surrender Index on Twitter at Surrender underscore Index. It's one of these like computer accounts that automatically posts. Um, it keeps track of like how cowardly your punts are. So uh, Chicago decided to punt to the Giants from the from the from uh, their own 45 on fourth and two with 315 oh remaining my God. in the fourth while losing 12 to 20 with the surrender index of 26.46, whatever that, you know, that's how they computed, whatever. This punt ranks at the 98th percentile of cowardly punts of the 2022 season <laughs> and the 97th percentile of all punts since 1999. It was. It was coward. It was. I it couldn't. Was, I couldn't believe it at the time and had a content camp case like they're they're punting. I'm like, no, they're not. They're ab- they're absolutely not. And the field goal earlier earlier in the game. It's right. Bad. You run the ball on third down. Right. right. And I, I didn't that. have as much a problem with that field goal, so I'm not going to play Monday morning quarterback on that one. 
but I understand other people's arguments, but I'll just leave it to the ones I did have an issue with. Like I said, last week at the end of the half with three timeouts, this week punting in on fourth and two, you're, you are playing the coward's act. you got to be have a little more confidence in your quarterback to make a play in those situations. I'm not saying just throw the whole game away and do everything to – give Justin Fields an opportunity to develop. But those are two instances where I don't care how bad Justin Fields has been. Give him an opportunity to make that play. The Fluce needs to let himself loose. Christian Watson, by the way, in the end zone for the Packers. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Should we do Carm's notes? Yeah, uh, All right. Waiting on Nick from New Jersey, so we will uh, knock out my favorite segment of the show. I... Got some uh, little deep dive here right at the start on Carm's notes. Uh, Trenton Gill teeing off today with the smiling Trenton Gill, and they, then they then they zoom over to Justin Fields, and he looks miserable before the game starts. <laughs> I was wondering if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I said something to Braggs because you were actually, I think, on the <laughs> other side of the studio, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a great sign. He just looked he looked so unhappy like he needed to go to the bathroom. Well, or right just before the game, too, yeah, Fields. Yeah. Uh, he's just got that face. What was, your, yeah, what was your theory you brought up later in the game? I don't want to say You don't have to say the exact words, but yeah. you can explain it. Yeah, like, because... They panned to him before the game, and he looked miserable before the game even started. You made a joke. Like, look at him. He already looks miserable. <laughs> then at one point of the game, he goes back to the sideline after unsuccessful drive. He looks miserable again on the sideline, not really talking to anybody, not looking at the iPad or anything. And I'm sure they they do that. But then, you know, Kevin was like, you know, if we're talking about, you know, demeanor with our quarterback, you know it's over for him. And I was just like, well, maybe he just has that resting uh, – B face, you know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it, you know. Uh, I, maybe he's just got that face. Like he's he's actually focused, but it looks like he's pissed off. It's the resting quarter Bears quarterback face. <laughs> Cutler, Cutler had it. Foles resting had it. Bear face. Trubisky bear had. Face. I mean, every, everybody in that That's seat has, has had it. Yeah. Resting bear face. Moses like it. That. That's Moses what you meant by B, right? Yeah. Resting, yeah. resting bear. You just left out the QB face. Uh, uh, we talked about it earlier, but I just wrote down the red zone thing. Nineteen runs, one pass. Uh, come on, man. That's and, yeah, and then the good-looking kicker, Michael Badgley. Uh, that was underlined in the in the room. Uh, so that was were some early goings. Uh, oh, I, I just want to say, you know, I don't. We don't really know what's going on with Cairo Santos, but just hope everything's yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, anytime a football player is missing a football game for personal reasons, not good. Um, it's you know just something's up. Best up, to, best to him and and whatever is going on there with his family or or whatever it is. I we really don't know. Don't want to speculate, but hey, at least Michael Badgley came in and did his job. So it'll be interesting to see how that's handled this week at Hallis Hall. I did mention pregame. You know, Badgley was in a similar situation last year with the Colts. Not only did he did he handle his duties perfectly in his first game, but then he stayed. Uh, you know, he was there for the rest of the season. I think. That'd be really surprising with how well Cairo has played, but uh, hey, he certainly showed himself to the rest of the NFL that he's capable of knocking it through. So, congrats to Badgley, and uh, good luck to Cairo on uh, again whatever's going on. I wrote down Kyler Gordon did not get off the block on the Daniel Jones touchdown. Uh, some good deception from the Giants there. Valus was cracked on his first ever return. Uh, on the deep ball to Mooney, Adam Hogue, Jugs Machine worked on the 56-yarder. Of course, uh, the Moondog was working with the Jugs Machine after the game last weekend. 
Uh, Hogue having a heart attack right after that. They're running two plays, running Saquon and the boot uh, with Daniel Jones uh, screaming at the Bears to figure out what was going on. Uh, the Justin Fields in his third and six pickup on the ground. I, and I was made the uh, made the notes here today. Congratulations on. I thought Fields was just better in the pocket, better getting out of there. Um, the fumble that Fields had. Braggs was the first guy I was calling. It's screaming out, "Get on it!" Da da da. And and oh, the it. Bears fumble. Yeah. yeah, that nobody picked up. You yep. were all over that. Yep. One. Yep. Well, yeah. I just always am going to have flashbacks when. Julius Peppers didn't pick up yep. that fumble against the Packers in a pivotal game, and it's like, and that you just it just drives me crazy. Pick up the ball. What's the worst that can happen? It's incomplete. You go on to the next play. I think pick up ev- the damn ball. I think ball. every Bears player for the eternity should have to watch that play every single cost us a playoff. Like every single appearance, every single Saturday before the game, before every game, they should have to play that play just to drilled in everybody's head, and obviously. Lost the Bears today. Uh, speaking of that level of Hogue right there, Saquon should have been tackled in the backfield by Nicholas Morrow. Missed him, and Hogue immediately, this is bad, as he was getting out oh, of there. Oh, as soon as you miss before, that tackle, yeah. you know you know you're yeah, screwed. Yeah, before he even came past the line of scrimmage. He was still running backwards. Like, oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, like, this is a problem. I was like, no. And then he went for 30 yards. Flew's timeouts at the end of the half was just uh, a major, major disappointment. Also, Bragg's uh, late in the second half. Quarter out, safety out, fucking rip it. Uh, Talking to the quarterback out loud, that was uh, a moment of disappointment. There were still a couple moments in this game. Yeah. Yeah. They had had a corner and a safety out in the second half. Depleted secondary, and they only threw it for 17 yards, I think, in the second half. Come on. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. That can't happen. And then what was the one play where he he uh, Fields rolled out to the right? He had the guy on the sideline. He tried to throw it to, and like before he threw it, I'm like, you th- you already threw it too late, and the safety came over and yep, got it. Yep, yep. You got to yep. throw it earlier, that right was, on the sideline to Pettis. Yes, yeah, that's what it was, it was right yeah. at the goal line. Yep. Yeah. And the safety came over and broke it up, and it was like, you because got, right, because throw the ball, right, because there's those moments that you you got to put them on Fields if you're going to be fair with this. But then there's other moments like when it's third down, they're just blitzing the house and we can't pick everybody up. And he's, you know, taking a beating back there. So the chicken or the egg. Fuck the chicken and the egg. That's right. There we go. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> start of the second half. It's a it's a one-score game. Adam Hogue, they have to score a touchdown here. They don't score a touchdown here. They lose. Well, they didn't score a touchdown and they did lose. Um and then there was the they rushed three. This is going to be bad moment. But on that play, actually, Justin had the completion to Darnell Mooney. Hogue did not was you didn't you didn't trust the quarterback. Which when, one? The Giants were rushing three. They were like they're rushing three. This is going to be bad. Oh yeah. And then he threw a completion to to, uh, to Mooney. That was bad defense. Little sidearm. How are you going to drop eight and not account for Darnell Mooney? Yeah. So credit there to Justin for. For, uh, and Mooney for finding the open space in the zone, and Justin for hitting them. I wrote down, play. Yeah, I wrote down the Justin Jones encroachment because I've, it's it's rare that you see a player encroach and then not stop and just keep running along. Like I, th- I thought that was just an interesting. Like where are you going there, Justin Jones? He said he was trying to send a message. He was. He was. He was <laughs> just wanted to growl at them. Uh, Jaquan Brisker ca- containing Daniel Jones, then he gave the shh. And I was kind of like, you've not done that all day. I don't know if you got to sh- anyone right now. But he did. It was a good play. Shush he, he shushed him. 
Uh, let's see here. Right, right before that, Kenny Pickett was picked. Trubisky was out. At that point, it was, by the way, 14-12 with 4.23 left in the third quarter. Uh, director, head of content, Kevin Kadek, at that a little bit later after that. One day we will tell our children that we watched this game. I will not. Yeah, that that was. Um, I will I not won't. tell my children. No, I'll save they it. They were probably I'll watching it, it, but the one-year-old's too little to remember it. So I'll, I'll save just, Addison. I'll never sadness. bring it up. Yeah. yeah, she'll be watching for on with brighter days at uh, Arlington Heights. I won't tell Poppy the puppy. Uh, Ty, <laughs> Ty, Tyrod, when he came in, ho, keep the same. They'll keep the same game plan because they know the Bears can't. Well, stop. that was an interesting moment because it turns out Daniel Jones clearly couldn't really move. So. It, but I was wondering if it was actually like kind of debatable if he could come back in, and right. and I thought it was big because they at that point the, they were killing the Bears on his ability to boot and play action, and if his ankles dinged and he can't do that, then I thought it was a hundred percent the right decision to bring Tyrod Taylor in the game, which I think obviously played into that, and then Tyrod got his head taken off on a play, so then he had to leave. Then the Bears lost to a team who didn't have a quarterback. Lost to a team that didn't have a quarterback. Uh, The Dante Pettis drop is on here. The Roquan Immoral tackles, missed tackles are on here. So is the Jalen Jones missed tackle. And then we wrap up the notes today. I mean, to your first note with uh, Kyler Gordon not fighting through the block on the play-action rollout for the touchdown, yeah, I agree. I guarantee that'll end up being a loaf in Eberflus's film review because yeah yeah, the play is you're you know you're not giving kyler gordon much of a chance but fight through it and maybe you'll get a block in the back of a holding call call, don't just let him in there you know you got to fight even if it's the odds are stacked against you i would slightly argue that he was fighting he's just little like he's he's gonna get blocked fight harder <laughs> the Lions coach is biting ankles and stuff. Biting ankle. Okay. <laughs> Pulls and losing to the Seahawks. Bite a kneecap. I was Whatever just about to, you gotta do. Just about to give a, an update on the NFC North. Yeah, go ahead. The Lions, the Lions lost forty eight to forty five to the Seahawks, who are in my opinion one of the worst teams in the league. Lions the Lions are, are giving up like forty plus points every week. Yeah, their defense some holy bad crap. Lions had a lot of guys out on offense. Right? Yeah. I'm on Ron St. Brown. Uh, wasn't playing, but they still managed to put up 45. Uh, meanwhile, the Vikings were in London today. They beat the Saints 28 to 25. That is one interesting um, the nugget, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. With the Bears going to Minnesota next week, typically you go to London, you have a bye week the next week, and the the, the Vikings aren't taking it. I don't think the Packers are taking it. The Packers go to London next week, and I don't think that they have a bye after theirs. So. Doesn't look good on paper right now, Vikings versus Bears. I don't know that maybe that can help you a little bit. Not sure. I mean, the, the bottom line, look, the, the Bears have been in every game. They were, even though, even the Green Bay game, they were, they were in it. If you, you, you end up getting in at the goal line, maybe they did get in, at least in their minds. They, they were in the game. I, I expect them to be in the game with Minnesota. I'm not saying in the game. In the game. In the game. Like EA Sports. They will be. At the game, correct? No. They're in the game. At the game. I don't know. Will they be I, in the they'll game? Be one I of hate the being defeatist, but I thought about picking against the Bears this week, and I didn't just because the Giants are still pitiful. So I felt like uh, maybe we'll squeak one out like the Texans. Win against my better judgment. 
I think the Bears will get waxed next week, but oh. I'll save my predictions for the end of next week. And then they got to turn around and play Washington. That's a four, win. Four days later. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm disappointed they couldn't win this one to build themselves some inner confidence and momentum, three and one, big divisional game. Now your mentality totally switches. I mean, last year they started a little fast, right? Was it three and one? To start the year? Uh, I think you're thinking of 5-1 and one a couple years ago. No, the I mean, last season. year even, right? They won a few games. I'll uh, pull it up right now. You pull it I up. don't know. They were coming um, off that Browns game where yeah, they def- basically the Bears were lucky right. that they the NFL the didn't Bengals. kick them out of the league. They lost to the Rams. They beat the Bengals. Whatever. So they were 1-2 at least after three But then weeks. it started to take a turn. Yeah. And then by the time early November hit, we lost to the Niners on Halloween and then literally the rest of the year they were three they were three and two last year after the three and two after the Raiders after five oh yeah games. after they went to they, Vegas. they, they beat right. the Raiders and that's yeah. the thing it's like and that's what I worry about this team now we're already reaching that point where it could take a turn and it's just a totally different feeling last year the team had their foot halfway with their foot out the door for Nagy this year it's a whole new regimen and now you know it could the losses could start stacking up. Are they going to adhere to the hits philosophy with uh, a losing record? Those are the worries I have going uh, forward. I, I, I think they will. I think they will. It's, I think they buy in the step, but that is kind of miserable to look back at last year. They were 3-2 and two to 3-7. and seven. Then there were – remember, there were the rumors that Nagy was going to get fired, and then they let him coach in the Thanksgiving game against Detroit. They beat the Lions. Nagy acted like they won the Super Bowl, improved to 4-7, and seven, and then they lost the next three to get to 4-10, and ten, and they let him coach to the end of the season for whatever reason they did that. Because that's what the Bears do. All right, let's go out to uh, New Jersey right now. At MetLife Stadium, he is Nicholas Moriano. He had to endure this game in person in a nice press box. They got a good press box there, though. Uh, Nick, what do you got from us post-game? Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields, the whole crew in the locker room. What do you got? Guys, let's just let's start with Justin Fields because I think he has um, some words that he's probably going to want to take back again. You think he'd learn from last time? Here it is. He was asked, why isn't the passing game working? Justin goes, who said the passing game isn't working? This is Jason Leisure talking to him. Who said the passing game isn't working? And Jason says the numbers. Here's Justin. Numbers don't matter, I don't think, in my opinion. But, you know, as long as we win. It's like one of those things. It's like, well, clearly we all see that the passing game isn't where the Bears want it to be, where they need it to be to be competitive in this league, and kind of goes in the direction of, well, it's, it, you know, it doesn't matter how it is. As long as we get the W, that's all that matters. But as soon as he said that, I think all of us collectively who are listening to the press conference were like, oh, no, here we go again. Another thing that's going to be blown up. And honestly, like, that's one of those things where, I don't know, you guys, just for me, listening to it, you think you learned from what you just kind of did a, a week, week and a half ago, right, with Green Bay and those words. But it seems like one of those things where Justin's going to have to go back and clarify himself on that one. Are you surprised that he has this defensiveness against the media? I mean, we saw it before the season started, you know, uh, saying guys, you, you know, that aren't in our locker room don't know, you know, what we're going through. And then the fans comment that he retracted a couple weeks ago and now this. Like, are you surprised that he's not more media friendly? Like, doesn't seem like sometimes when they show him on the sideline, we were joking at the start of the game. It just seems like, the frustration is boiling over into the media stuff. So I wouldn't even say it's like anything with the media. I think it's just 
having a sense of reality, to be completely honest, you guys. Like, what do you mean, like, the offense isn't working? Like, clearly we can all see it. The numbers show it in his passing attempts, the yardage that he's getting, where the Bears rank, you know, statistically in all those categories. So I think for me it's just getting a sense of reality um, in terms of where he thinks the offense is, if maybe it isn't a problem in in his eyes. He knows he mentioned throughout the press conference too it needs to get better. There's a bunch of areas where it needs to get better. He was asked specifically when you guys got into the red zone, what was happening there? He said a lot of stuff, mainly execution. Um, thought they did a good job of getting into that area, but just again, the execution overall wasn't wasn't good enough. He mentioned also in like the blocking that was happening today. He's like, yes, there were some plays where he had all day, and that there were some plays where Justin was able to just see the field. There are other plays where he said, you know, he didn't have enough time, and he said that's also on him on changing the protection. You know, he could do a better job of doing that for his offensive line when they don't give him enough time and he sees something. So. There's a bunch of different things going on with this passing offense, but yes, Justin, like, again, it the numbers don't matter, apparently, to him. Uh, Nick, how about the uh, decisions from the coaching staff and Matt Eberflus to, uh, one, settle for the field goal in the first half on fourth down when they were close to scoring a touchdown, and then also the decision, obviously, late to punt on fourth down when they were down eight with three timeouts? Yeah, so let's talk about that last one there. It was 3-0-3, the punt, and Matt Eberflus, Matt Eberflus called it punt and pin, um, but defended that call in his opening statement, uh, mentioned, you know, since they were able to call get the, the yards that they wanted um, from the offense and call those, those timeouts um, pretty immediately after that, then they would get the ball at midfield. So he defended that, the decision-making there and what they ultimately did. He called that a successful sequence of plays. And, you know, if you get the punt to Bayless, and obviously he muffed it, um, you know, it didn't turn out his way, but he still called it successful. And how they were game planning it, and just kind of because we're talking about the muff punt and, and Bayless Jones Jr., he said in his post-game press, press conference that this team's going to rally uh, around Bayless and, you know, just kind of bring him up because obviously that's what, you know, as a team you're supposed to do. But, yeah, he defended the, that sequence of play calls, you guys. Nick, did you see Bayless in the locker room? Yes, but by the time I got to him, I was talking to some of the defensive players on why they couldn't, you know, exactly keep their eyes on Daniel Jones. But he had a, a bunch of, uh, you know, just the, the media there talking to him. So I didn't get a chance to hear what he said, but he definitely um, was in there. And he didn't answer questions, though, after the game. I'm, I apologize for well, sitting, it, sitting from, here looking like I have a headache. But he called that a successful sequence? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't get the ball back yeah. until – Doubling down on it, like just. Oh, yeah, they didn't. Sorry, get Nick. I know you're just the messenger. Been there many times <laughs> it's your myself, fault, Nick. But I, I feel like Ob right now when I just am reporting what, that what he said, what but Matt yeah, Nagy I mean, would say, and then Ob would just jump at me. There's yeah. no way he said that. It's a tough spot to be in, Nick. I get it, but it's like. <laughs> but since you talked to on. the defensive guys about the play action rollout, and that was my biggest gripe. You know, you can say what you want about Fields and the weapons and the O line. But my biggest gripe was the coaching adjustments or lack thereof within the first half. They made it at halftime, mm-hmm. but how? why couldn't they make that adjustment at the end of the first quarter instead of halftime? Yeah, no, so he did mention that, like Matty Reflux, that they were able to make those corrections in the second half. 
And I asked Matt Eberflus, what makes it so difficult to defend those boot schemes? And when you get a quarterback that is athletic, like Daniel Jones is, what's so difficult about it? And how do you go about correcting it? He just said, simply, it's execution. Has to, it, that's basically the big thing. But I asked some of the defensive guys in the locker room. I spoke to Nicholas Morrow, like, what's the difficulty in trying to defend something like that? And basically said, it's about understanding your run fit. And it's difficult because you don't know when it's coming. So... I asked, okay, so how do you get better at that? Repetition, if you see it a couple of different times, and you just have to ultimately make sure you have trust in everybody. So it starts with your eye discipline. That's what he said first. It starts with the eyes. That's where everything starts when it comes to trying to defend one of those types of plays. So talk to Nicholas Morrow, obviously on the second level of defense. And I spoke to Dominic Robinson and on the first level because that's where it kind of starts too. But again, I mentioned he mentioned alignment, assignment, key, and technique are the big things. And we've heard that before from these Bears defenders on how to, you know, play their positions right. But he mentioned that eye discipline and they didn't have it today whatsoever. You guys, you saw how many times Daniel Jones was able to walk into the end zone. Both of his touchdown runs essentially were walk-ins because defense is flowing one way and, you know, Daniel Jones going the other way. See it a couple times. They saw it like 18 times yeah. in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Nick, real quick, Nick, just rewinding back to Fields, would you say that his frustration was obvious? I mean, was he fighting back or was he just kind of defensive in the moment that you called out earlier? Yeah, no, I wouldn't say um, he was overall defensive in, in his press conference today because I think he was still trying to highlight some of the good things that, you know, were there, like he, he was asked about the deep play to Darnell Mooney, just saw a one-on-one -on -one matchup, said that they were getting down the field and acknowledged some of the mistakes that he made. But I just think in that instance, when, you know, he was kind of like brought with the, the Bears offensive passing game not being good, kind of retaliates back, like what he, who said it wasn't? So overall, though, I wouldn't say he was on, you know, on edge or was very defensive in his press conference, but that was the one one question where, again, you, you, you can go hear his answer after the this this podcast and see for yourself, but it's just one you probably wish he had back. Yeah, it's, I'm starting to see it now bouncing around Twitter. Josh Friedman mentioned it too. Um, he says, who says the passing game isn't working? Jason said the stats, and then Fields saying the stats don't matter. Uh, they do kind of matter. A little bit. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, but my guess is, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to spin this. Maybe I wonder if Justin feels a little bit better how he played today. I bet he does. And mm -hmm. that might be where he's being defensive about the stats today, because maybe in his mind he's like, okay, we, I did a little bit. I did the things my coaches asked me to do this week to get better at, and so you know, f the stats. But I'll tell you what, the stats after four games. Are as bad as Not we've good. ever had. And we've had some hey, bad hey, ones. The Falcons won a game today with seven passing completions. So the Bears had eight last week. The the, the, the Bears started a revolution, I think is what has happened. Well, <laughs> scoring is down across the NFL right now for whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, preseason, he, the, you know, the Bears keep cutting out the preseason. The, 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 Bear, the Bears numbers yeah, do stand out. Nick, uh, we'll let you go. Any other final thoughts from New Jersey? No, you guys mentioned like the how maybe Justin feels that the offense is trending in a better direction, the, the passing attack at least. That's what Matt Eberflus saw today. He was asked specifically that question, is the passing game looking better? And essentially he said, yes, we got more of those explosive plays. 
I thought it was interesting that he said, yeah, we got Cole Komen involved. He had three receptions, got him going. And he had a 13-yard completion, a six-yard completion, and then the final completion went for negative three yards. I don't know if that's necessarily getting your tight end going, but that was something interesting that he said. But if you ask Matty Rufus, he does think the passing game is trending in the right direction. Cheers to baby steps. Walk before you run. Hits principal. Did they talk about the final play of the game, Nick, and did you think they were going to get in? Uh. So Justin was asked about it, and he said, yeah, that's just all about outlasting the opponent there. We're all tired, and, you know, you just got to see if you can outlast anybody. But as I was watching that from the press box, you guys, there was no way in hell they were going to get into the end zone eventually with where that ball was going. And Justin took some additional hits on that. I think there were two hits he took. He got popped on the sideline on that play. It's like, come on, man. Oh. How was Justin, like, physically after the game? Was he all right? Yeah, he was asked. He said uh, he felt better this week than he did actually last week. So, physically, he's feeling fine. And, you you know, you kind of bring up the point about uh, taking hits. He knows. He acknowledges that he can't continue to take these kind of hits throughout a season. But he also thinks he's doing a better job of protecting himself when he does. But he said if it's third down, like, I have to go get the third down is essentially how he, he phrased it. So he's going to put his body on the line. But first and second down, he just knows that he could be smart with his decisions. But he said he was feeling better this after this game than last week. All right, Nick. Good stuff. Make sure everyone's following you on Twitter. At Nicholas Moriano. He'll have more at allchgo.com from MetLife Stadium. Good work today, buddy. We will uh, we'll see you when you get back. All right, you guys. See ya. There he is. Just the messenger, guys. Nick's doing a great job, and we'll see him in studio here on Tuesday. Yeah, actually, that's true. Let's just blame Nick. What the hell is he doing out there in New York anyway? Come on, Nick. Should have motivated guys. Should have should have gone to the hotel in the morning. Should have get should have gotten to Getzy. Tell him, listen, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Let's be aggressive. Let's could have bought them all a Sabaro pizza last night. Let's get yep. the <laughs> let's get the fan base revved up here. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's uh, f- get f- let's fly through these super chats. Get our final thoughts out of the way as we wrap up get, get, week four. Okay, you 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 go in order, but I can't wait to sh- shout out Richie because oh, he's up first. Okay, okay, go ahead, Carm. Well, ten dollars from Richie. We will get through this together. That's right, Richie. I'm. We are all in this, man. We don't know when. We don't know where. We don't know how. I took the trifecta loss this weekend. You hey. know, we had a we had a poor effort Friday night against St. Pat's. Wisconsin looked like absolute trash yesterday against Illinois. As my entire family is walking around in red in the state of Illinois, not a good look. Hey, and then and had to endure this today. We we will we'll, we will all dance again together. Not right, Wisconsin, Cause, because cause <laughs> Richie, you know, we're building a foundation here at CHGO. I mean, the Bears are, and we are, and right now it's a low point for all Chicago sports teams. So, you know, we're we're doing everything we can to make it fun. If we can get through this Justin Fields <laughs> That's game what I'm too. saying. If we can keep this fun and and entertaining for you guys, wait till, you know, the the wine starts tasting sweeter and the and the teams start playing better. The the it's only going to keep going up from here. We only have any only to go 
up from here. And it's Bra- really crappy in Chicago. Braggs right is going to do ten more shows on his way home tonight. Just so tune into <laughs> t- tune into Braggs Twitter. Spaces. I'll be in a DM yelling at someone. I'm All sure. right. Um, what do we got up next here? Next super chat says um, Gar eighty eight. Again, are those euros? We have ten euros. That's, yeah, he's from he's from Ireland. If okay, you, we got. Uh, I officially give up on the offense this year. Spell with a C. Love that. Uh, still believe Justin is the guy, but not enough talent on the O line or a wide receiver. I'll spell my name phonetically for you guys this week. Gar Garode. Hey, Garode. I don't Garode. know. I'm not really Garode. sure. Garode, my friend. Garode. Garode in Ireland. I like it. I'm Thank Irish, you. so you think I'd be able to? I don't know what he's saying. You are Gar. I had a great time in Howth, Garode. Beautiful city. Did the cliff walk. It was awesome. And I think it was like McInerney or something. I had a great time there, too. Your country's awesome. Thank you. My only experience in Ireland was when American Airlines lost my luggage on my way to London. All I know is that, uh, never mind. I won't say what I'm going to say. Never mind. Continue on. Uh, I had a great Dylan. time in Ireland doing sidelines. One and no cats at that point. <laughs> Dylan, $5 super chat. How do you build Justin Fields' trust if you don't build on the throws or give him a shot on fourth down or that third and two feels like plain scared and safe? Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dylan. That is, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, Tom says, Matt Eberflus is coaching like a coward. Agreed. And is hurting the team big time. I believe he is the one who neutered this offense to reduce turnovers. He is conservative, Tom. They still uh, turn the ball over three times today, by the way. Do I have that right? Th- yes. Well, they had the Valus. You had drop. the Valus. You had the uh, the last play of the game was technically a turnover. Uh, that was okay, number three. Okay, well, then what's the that other one? Count. Fields, did, count. Fields did not throw a pick it, today. He lost, so the, he lost the fumble. Fields it, lost the fumble. Yeah, when did they lose a the fumble earlier in the game? Oh, yeah, Fields. it was the, the when they didn't jump on the loose ball. Correct. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. Okay. Three turnovers. So that's on fields, right? Yeah. Yep. Eh, it's probably more on the pass protection. No, I'm just saying that goes to a fumbled loss from fields. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is accurate. The stats don't matter, yeah. though. Ethan says uh, for $5, if I'm not wrong, they've gone for it on fourth down once. Chicago Hawkeyes. Speaking of terrible. Uh, Have they gone for it on fourth down? That's a good question. I have to get the answer oh. to that. It's not uh, good when you can't remember it after four games. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think that's right. I don't. I'd have to go back. We will. We, Ethan, you tune. You tune in tomorrow at noon. I will double check your work. But I think they. They really are uh, making. They are bringing the Hawkeyes offense into the NFL. Unless it was in the preseason, but I'm pretty certain that they've gone for it on fourth down. Uh, there was one more comment that I think needs to be shared. Cody says hits now stands for hi. I totally suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> That Cody, come on, Cody. C- <laughs> CHGO comes. No, it's, no, no. I know it's a different. I know one. it's yeah. not, but it sounds like something. Sounds Cody like something would he would say. Yeah, it does. That would be an interesting question for Flus if Nick would just ask that uh, yeah. tomorrow. Hey, uh, Coach, there was a guy by the name of Cody, and he says that hit stands for. Yeah. Uh, good point. Uh, is it Jepper O K S or zero K S? Didn't they go for it on fourth down at the goal line and call a shotgun? Yes. yes that they, was the fourth down. Right they, did. they did. So, unfortunately. We should have remembered that one. Well, I think we blocked it out for good reason. Could have been a repressed memory. Yeah, we don't want to ever talk about that play ever again. And to people writing at me on Twitter, I love every single one of you, including you, Sig, who's 
saying they don't have a prayer, they need more playmakers. The, the they have is, a prayer. They do not. They even had a prayer today at the, the end. The, the reality Thank is you to the Graham Gano doink. Exactly. The reality is they, they've had a prayer. They do need playmakers. And they do need playmakers. And they living on a prayer. They, need better quarterback. And they need better. And they need the quarterback to get better. Yeah. But uh, he, t- I, I think at the end of the day, as we walk out of here, he he did take at least a baby step. It maybe even two baby steps forward today in my mind. I want to see the film. And then he was drilled by a Giants yeah. linebacker. And then he, and also two factors remain true as we close this out. I think we bring this full circle. The only points the Bears scored today were by a guy signed to the roster officially yesterday, signed to the practice squad Friday. I might have to split on my grades, which uh, I'll be working on right after the show, because uh, special teams would have gotten an A. Oh, my God. Special teams was killing it until the last play. Until the last play of the game. And so. then, also, the Giants didn't have a quarterback at the end. So, 12 points to the guy signed Friday. You lost to a team who didn't have a quarterback at the end of the game. B- B- BGDN LSD, I've seen you a bunch today. Appreciate everything you've been doing. Richie, another super chat. All right, be looking to you guys for the hope then. We're trying. All right, we're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at G Braggs Jr. 23, at CHGO underscore Bears. A lot more content at allCHGO.com. You can get our initial thoughts as the game was over. Those are posted right now. Nick will have more from uh, New Jersey. Carm will have his grades coming up there soon. AllCHGO.com. Become a member, AllCHGO.com. Your life will just improve dramatically, and we will appreciate you to the end of the world. AllCHGO.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We appreciate you. We will be back tomorrow at noon. Corey Wooten in studio will help us break it down. And as I'll have we the after dark at night. And we have Bears after dark tomorrow night. So we have it totally covered on a Bears Monday. Double header. That's right. Um, So make sure you're tuned in tomorrow. We will talk to you then. Bye.